Ryan, Tony, and Chris We can't guarantee that you're gonna look great. But if you wanna stay in shape, well, you better hit the chinwits, chinwits. That's right, man. Welcome to the Jim Wits Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, your registered dietitian. And we are the Jim Wits. So again, it seems like every time we start a podcast, I say this, but it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. Have you guys been? We've Listen, we've been consistently inconsistent. I'll yeah, give us exactly. that. <laughs> every, every couple of weeks, we, we make it. We try um, to record every week, but we get there every couple yeah. of weeks. That's still consistent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing. I think we're doing the best we can. Everyone knows um, how how tricky things are right now, and um, you know that's that. So, we're, we're, guys, we're doing the best we can. Um, you, there, there's a chance that I might have some episodes recorded that were from you know pre-Cove. So, if we uh, we can find those, we'll try to get some of those up uh, for your listening pleasure. Yeah, I think they'll like that. Yeah. So what have, what have you been up to, Justin? I know like every other day, it's like you're in another city. So where are you now? Well, I'm just like, I'm, I'm definitely trying to avoid New York, but um, Nashville is actually not doing great. Yeah. Right? Um, New York's probably one of the best places. You can I be know, I, ironically, but yeah. as far as the cove is concerned, but as far as everything else, New York is yeah. a terrible place to be. How's so? It's just not fun. It's just not, you know, it's, it, it's, it's just bad. It's just, it's not, I don't find it as a comfortable place to live right now. It's Why? Like, I'm curious, just out of curiosity. What, what you know, it's it? very, it, there's a lot of, um, besides the, the, the sheer number of people. So while it's doing better, it's still, yeah. seems very risky it's also very tumultuous like there's been um you know things that are you know i'm not going to side with one but just like there's been a lot of violence there's been you know um uh, lots of stuff going on with non let's say non-peaceful protesting mm-hmm. right um and then peaceful protesting that's that's you know, turned into non-peaceful protesting. Not uh, once again. I'm not going to say whose fault it was, but there's been a lot of stuff like that. There's just been a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also um, it's just it's just it's just bizarre. It's just not a. It's I don't. Not feel, New York. It's, it's not, not what you're. Yeah. Like New York. Like, it's like, New what's York. the point of being there? It's just not. It's just mm-hmm. not fun. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. I feel that people are 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 angry and cooped up, and it's just like I had I had this weird incident where like the, this guy th- who thought that I was blocking him in, like drove crazy and like almost rear-ended me and was like driving around. And it's like, it's like, what the hell is that all about? So um, I'm, you know, I, uh, I reported him. I'm wondering whether I want to go through with it or not because yeah. right now, but it's just like yeah. things like that. It's like things are not normal and people are unhappy. People dr- are driving crazy there mm-hmm. and it's just not, it's, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm, so I'm staying away. But Nashville is also not great because since they opened, since they opened um, everything up again, there's, the, the rates of COVID have shot through the roof. So, and we knew it was going to happen. So, and so that was that. So I've just been hanging here in Atlantic City. I've been playing poker, making some good money, and going to the beach. So and and grilling. Sounds nice. That's it. Yeah. That sounds actually really great. <laughs> Yeah, it's not bad. Making money, laying on the beach, and yeah. you said grilling. You, grilling. grilling. <laughs> so and eating food. I think that yeah. sounds amazing. <laughs> the, one, the one bad thing, well, you could call it bad. Calling it bad is is a first world problem to the max. There is uh, a, a fresh ice cream creamery that opened up like right around the block. So oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, I don't one, think that sounds bad at all. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not necessarily good for my uh, physique. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes good. <laughs> yeah. 
Awesome. And All right. So are you heading back to Nashville? Or are you going to be? Yeah, here? I am because I have some, some business things I have to do and I have to start finishing some music. I've got a lot of things that need to be finished and who yeah. knows what the music industry might be two years before it really starts opening up again. But yeah, mm-hmm. it is. is it what that, are, and now have things, have they since shut things back down or is it still? They, they like, rolled it back to phase two and there's talk about rolling it back to phase one. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yep. Oh God. And then we're going to be in flu season and this is never going to end. Can someone come up with a vaccine (laughs) or something? (laughs) Please. Well, it seems like there's some promising news on that front. So at least, uh, you know, from what I've under, from what I understand, um, there's, uh, yeah, we're making progress. So, you know, there should, it quite possibly could be something early next year. Um, you just, it, it's just the testing and the stuff. Like you just yeah. got to make sure that it doesn't oh, no, cause more harm than good. Yeah, yeah. I know. Absolutely. And I, I totally you know, agree with that. Um, but uh, you know, it looked, it's looking promising at least that maybe, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's still going to be a, a long time and we still have, you know, almost six months of this type of a situation where there'll be kind of rolling lockdowns probably. And, you know, it's just it's just kind of insane how it's all going and you think like all right well we, we've talked about it before but you know like just wear a mask social distance and the fact that it's kind of been politicized is still kind of crazy but even here like there are a lot of people in new york that don't wear masks or that are you know I, they it's less i think a political thing than more just not you know i don't know you know the reasoning why but um they're definitely we're getting our share of people just so far the numbers aren't going up but i wouldn't be shocked if things you know once as things return the closer you get to normal the higher the numbers will go and i think we'll just mm-hmm. be in this pattern of you know open things up lock things back down and, and it'll be like this until we get some kind of vaccine yep. uh, how have you been tony i've been good i've been good before we started before you jumped on i was telling justin how my weekends in the summer are super enjoyable because my family's out on long island and so i can spend a lot of time my sister's condo has a pool which is super nice and they practice socially distancing things and i think it's just so much better because of everything going on to like have kind of like i feel like i have like a mini vacation on the weekends because i go to a different a different town I'm usually in the sun. It's like a lot easier to disconnect because then, you know, with work, you could always be just like on all the time. Yeah. So it's a nice, I feel rejuvenated. Yeah. After a weekend away. Well, it's hard. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're kind of stuck in this, you know, in the same spot doing the same things and it can get tedious. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, so what do we have on tap for today? Right, so Q and A? Yes. We, today we're doing an ask the, Ask the trainer. I don't know the questions again, guys. Just (laughs) forewarning. They stopped telling me them before. So you get my really like blunt answers. Hopefully this one's not as problematic as I do. Well, so let's, well, yeah, (laughs) I guess we'll do this. So Justin, I know you have some questions too, but maybe I got some questions too. So you want to do the ask the trainer dietitian questions first or Tony Tony decides? I don't care. I feel like Justin's are the hardest to answer. They're, they're not that. They're actually not that hard. These are pretty benign. Here, I'll ask my questions first. Okay. Right, the first question is for for you, Tony. Um, it's when I. It's funny. Like when I travel, I tend to eat. Like although I've been actually been trying to make some better preparations, but I I you I eat more fast food when I travel, and I don't eat all that much fast food, but I definitely do. So I, I have a question, and then we you know we, we we've all you know seen you know, or at least know about Supersize Me, that movie, you know, about the guy who ate McDonald's and like got really unhealthy because of it. Mm-hmm. So here's my question. And now note that um, 
at least I've heard that fast food restaurants or at least McDonald's and maybe Burger King, some of the, the big ones have made a better effort to improve their ingredient quality. Mm-hmm. So the, here, here's my question is like eating a lot, lots of McDonald's or fast food besides like the, the high, really saturated fat and salt and, you know, fried food, right? Is that, is the food there that much worse than say, if you were to buy um, beef and potatoes and cook them in a similar fashion from a supermarket? And then the, the sort of the second part of it, and is it really that it's uh, like for someone like the super size, did, is the, did the guy really just lose his health because of the, the, the food from McDonald's or because he, what he wasn't eating, that he wasn't eating any greens, he wasn't eating mm. any fruits and vegetables and fiber. Mm. Like, is it that McDonald's and fast food is that bad for you? Or is it that you're not getting other good stuff? Great question. More that. So most of the time we know that things that you consume, like you can have fast food and still be part of a healthy diet. But if that's all of your eating and you're not eating fruits and vegetables and drinking water and staying active, then obviously you're going to feel the effects of that on their long-term health because it will be a little, it will be higher in sodium. Um, and the, even the saturated fat content, it always depends on like how it's prepared, but realistically like that in large quantities is just not going to be good for your overall health. Um, but you can definitely have a balanced diet that cooking from home, I would say is probably going to be better. Obviously it depends who's in, who's the chef in the kitchen. Um, but it, the, the, the ingredients will be more fresh. So therefore, unless you're cooking with a lot of salt, um, chances are the sodium will be significantly less mm. than something like that's been, you know, something like a fast food restaurant. Cause a lot of that stuff is like pre-prepared and it's just like cooked and ready to eat. Like, so anything that's ready prepared like that is usually going to have a higher sodium content. Cause they're using that as like a preservation method. Um, so but- yeah. Is, so the but people used to say oh like McDonald's food you know Burger King you know KFC is like so bad for you like the because of the they like make it seem like the quality of the food like eating McDonald's burger is so bad like the like as if the beef was gonna kill you or something like that is it like like is that is sort of a bit of a myth or is is there some truth that the quality of the the food itself is also really bad? No, I mean obviously like they're I don't think they're taking like perfectly lean cut meats that you would get at like a, you know, a top, like a nice restaurant, but at the same time, like they, we, they wouldn't serve it if it wasn't of a decent quality that someone can consume. And some people, unfortunately really are, you know, that is what they do where they're either, they don't like that's their budget that allows for them, or they haven't learned how to cook from home more often. So that's where they're getting food. So I like to teach people that even though the health, the options there aren't the best, there are ways to kind of modify or navigate just like basic things. Like instead of getting like, you don't, you know, maybe feel like a cheeseburger, maybe getting a hamburger. So like not have the cheese so you can cut back on the sodium and the saturated fat there um or switching to instead of fried chicken getting grilled chicken um there are even ways i'm pretty sure you can even just say like hold the butter or or don't add salt or you could do french fries with no salt or something like that like and then yeah i mean like obviously like you're not gonna do like it depends how often you go right if you go once every few months then it guy would probably get the regular fries the way that they make them but if it's something that you do on a regular basis then yeah those small tweaks are really going to add up and then obviously getting smaller sizes would be beneficial and then pairing that with maybe a salad you made at home or having a piece of fruit with it although they have that stuff there but then it's also um 
you know, it's just, you have to make a conscious effort to make sure that you're using that balance when you purchase from there. Oh, good. All right. And now for my question for Ryan, um, look, it looks like it's going to be a, a long time before I get back to doing any kickboxing training. So I'm, I'm tempted to get something that I can work practice with at home down in Nashville. So what do you, what, what would you recommend? Just like one of the, like, a, is there a, de- a standing bag or should I get the Bob? Is that a good thing um, to get? Is there like a decent piece of home equipment? I'm not expecting I mean, it to work miracles, but just a little something because I haven't done it at all. Uh, I, I mean, for you, okay. I, I guess anybody that wants a heavy bag. Um, and note, if, I can't hang it from the ceiling. Yeah. Okay. So that was what, <laughs> what I was going to start with. The be- your best bet is if you are able to, you know, hang it off the ceiling. If you have a beam and somebody that can help you attach, um, you know, a, a legitimate, you know, heavy bag uh, to the ceiling, that's gonna be your best bet. Um, you know, it, it's it's the best uh, for actually, you know, boxing. It's the best for moving the bag around, for moving around the bag. Um, you know, but very few of us have the space. Um, or the ability, you know, kind of even legally, if we're renting, to to just go up and 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 you know, hook up a um, you know, a heavy bag to the ceiling. So, the the second option requires a little bit more square footage, like on the floor. Like the good thing about a bag also is you don't need a, a hanging bag, is you don't really need um, you know, you need a little bit of space around you, but you can get away with not as much floor space. Um, the second option to me would be um, to get one of those frames. So it's like a, a frame that that stands on the floor that then you can attach the heavy bag to it. The only problem with that is that because it's a, a, a large frame, um, it's going to need a decent amount of square footage to hook up. And you're probably going to have to set up some, um, like you probably then need some weights to weigh the thing down. Um, and you still need some clearance. So like, you know, I know, like I know a guy who was selling or giving his away. Um, and I knew somebody who wanted it, but the the, you know, like the, this particular bag was like, it was, the frame was like eight feet or nine feet high and it just didn't fit the guy's basement who wanted to, to take it off his hand. So, um, you know, there's some, a bit, you know, depending on the space you're going to put it, like if you're going to put it in a basement or, you know, a garage, you just want to make sure you, you have enough clearance. But um, the freestanding bag is probably your second best bet because then you can still hang a heavy bag off of it w- without being too concerned, you know, about the bag falling. Um, it's a little harder to move around it because you do have like uh, steel on the floor that's not super wide. So it's a little, it's not as good for kicking. It's not as good for footwork, but it's still, I think, a better option if you want to get a good workout because you can actually hit the bag hard. Um, then the third option would be like, you have the kind of free stand, the standing bags. So the ones that have some kind of like a sand or water base, um, and then the bag is, you know, extending from there, um, whether it's a Bob, which the Bob, if you don't know, is kind of like, it, it's, it looks like a person. And I think the, it's called a century Bob. Um, and so you have that, or just a regular bag. Um, Bobs are good if you already have bags and if you're working on like accuracy and technique. But the thing is you can't really hit it as hard as you want. Um, and then the same goes for like one of the ba- like the standing bags that are filled with sand or water is the way that they're set up. It's, they're not great for hitting really hard. So it's good to practice technique or if you're doing like kind of more of a cardio workout, but it's a little bit hard if you're like, if you, you know, if you're like Justin where you've trained or you train and you want to actually work, you know, technique, but you also want to use your power. It's kind of hard to do that with something, um, that's not freestanding or hanging. So yeah, I mean, in your case, if you have space, I would probably get one of the the frame and let it hang. Um, if you can't put something in the ceiling, that answers okay. your question. Okay, 
cool. All right, cool. All right, well, <laughs> let's get to the uh, let's get to the ask the uh, ask the trainer, ask the dietitian questions then. Okay. Uh, all right. So our first question comes from Ashley, and Ashley writes, "Hey guys, long time listener, and glad you're back at it. Well, thank you very much, Ashley." I have been exercising consistently for a few years now, a few years, and usually get my cardio on a recumbent bike. Running causes my knees to hurt, and I hate the elliptical. My best friend has been trying to get me to use the rower, and he said that it's much more efficient than the bike. Any advice? Um, so, so there's a, a, a little bit, a, a good amount to unpack there, actually. Um, so the first thing, the, the rower is great. Um, it is a good workout. Uh, you know, you're, if you have knee problems, you're likely not going to have issues with the rower, but you are driving, you know, you're dri you drive and extend the legs um, and your constant motion. So you want to be aware of that. But um, if you're okay on the bike, I don't, you know, I don't think there'll be an issue with the rower. I'd be a little more concerned if you have back problems. Um, so, the, you know, I love the rowing machine. It is really good. Um, the, the difference, I think, with the rowing and the, and the bike, and it, this might come down to like your own psyche, is, you know, the bike, to an extent, you can kind of ride and just go. You could put on TV. You could listen to music. You can kind of zone out and do it. Um, rowing is a very technical move. Um, you know, you're using, you know, upper body, your core, your lower body, all working, and they're working in sequence. And so you, the movement is very technical and precise. And you have to, you have to keep that up however long you're doing it. So if you're rowing for an extended period, like let's say if you were biking for 30, 40 minutes, you're probably not going to row for 30, 40 minutes, 40 minutes. It's hard. Um, and it, it requires you to be focused on that move a lot. So I think with the rowing, I would start out maybe, maybe doing it five minutes at a time, just, but working on the technique. Um, and there are tons of things online. You can look up, you know, rowing technique, but you know, the main thing you want to think about is like your, you know, the, the way we always thought about it is like legs, torso, arms, you drive through the legs, um, so imagine, imagine you're at the, you're at the part of the rowing where your knees are all the way bent and your arms are extended. The first move from there is you want to drive your legs. So you're extending the legs, then that transitions into you extending your lower back. And then that extends into you pulling with the arms. And ideally you're, the transfer of energy is such that you're not really pulling. Like the arms aren't doing all that much work. It's just kind of like an anchor that's there to help finish off the movement. Um, but like I said, I would go through some tutorials, <clears throat> practice the move, um, you know, and get comfortable with it. I think the, the, for me, what works with rowing is it's really great for like an intense all out burst. Um, that could be again, five minutes, it could be three minutes, it could be 10 minutes, but you're probably not going to use the rower the same way you use the bike. Like you're probably not going to use the rower for long, you know, steady state kind of cardio. Um, and like I said, it's a little bit different because the, the amount of mental focus needed for it is high and it is it's not easy like it's it's a grueling exercise um it's great um and it's definitely efficient um so as your, your friend said if, if uh like it's efficient because you can get a lot done in a shorter period of time with it kind of using an interval style or just just working really hard for an extended period but just kind of take your time get comfortable with the technique before you start to really push yourself with the rower 
So um, do you guys think that, um, that Peloton is responsible for COVID because they were like, look, everyone's going to be at home. <laughs> so like, you know, we could all, they'll have to buy exercise, you know, home exercise bikes. They're like, yes, we came along at the right time. Yeah. Like, Seriously though. Like I actually sense, right? don't like cycling. I don't like biking. It's really not my thing. And I've comp, Oh, excuse me. I just probably, I just banged the microphone on accident. Um, I've contemplated getting myself a Peloton so many times <laughs> and I don't even like <laughs> riding bikes. So I'm just like, I need something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they yeah. probably are behind this. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the, yeah, that's one of those. It's a, it's, it's crazy until you think like, what, like they've done well, probably, you know, TRX. Um, yeah, no, you know, of course. If you got fitness equipment to sell, uh, can I share a really cool piece of fitness equipment that my boyfriend just got? He's a trainer and I am like so excited to use it. So I don't know if you're familiar with this, but it's basically this piece that goes over a dumbbell and it can turn it into a kettlebell. Yeah, I've heard about it. I've, cool. I've seen those. It look, yeah. It's so awesome. So you don't have to buy all these different weight size kettlebells. Yeah. If you have heavy weights, like I have a 40 pound dumbbell that I probably only use sometimes to do like sumo squat type of stuff. Yeah. But with I with I can put that on uh, now I can use it as kettlebell. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> Which is exciting. I, I thought about making that when I got first got my 3D printer and I was like, but the problem with that is the prototype would have been really hard to make with a printer because it wouldn't have probably wouldn't have been strong enough to hold. But I was surprised like, it held the 40 that. pounds. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what can the weight go up to? Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, Justin. So what's the next, next question? Okay. So the next question, uh, and forgive my uh, pronunciation if it's not correct, comes from Itrat or Itrat. Um, and um, Idrat says, I have been lifting heavy for the last few years. My routine has been a standard one exercise at a time at three to four sets and six to 12 reps. I've noticed that my strength and size have plateaued over the last few months. I've been considering trying something new like pre-exhaust, but I'm wondering how it works. Do you exhaust the small muscle or the larger ones? Can you explain? Is it a good method? Thanks for all you do. And thank you very much for writing to us. Uh, so pre-exhaust is, a, it, you know, kind of one of those older old school bodybuilding things that um, isn't bad. Like I've, you know, I've in my, you know, my weightlifting days would use it, especially if you want to kind of change things up or get a kickstart. Um, there, there are different ways to go about it. My, my, so, so basically the, if you, if you, don't, if you guys don't know, like the pre-exhaust method basically is that you would um, like, there are a couple, and again, there are a couple different ideas. So, so let's say you wanted to do a, you know, you want to do heavy chests, right? You're doing a bench press, whatever. And uh, you know, since the triceps are involved in the bench press, you would pre-exhaust the triceps um, in order to use the chest more, which I, it doesn't always work that way because you need the assistant muscles. Um, but the other idea behind it would be that um, if you wanted to do a chest press, you would pre-exhaust the pecs, right? Because it's a larger muscle in, in that move. So you pre-exhaust the chest first with like a chest fly, and then you would go and do the, do the, ex, do the press with the chest already being exhausted. So it, in some way, it might, it, you know, that'll exhaust it even more. Um, you know, so yeah, the idea is like you do some exercise to pre-exhaust something either that is an assistant muscle, um, to kind of take it out of play or to pre-exhaust a muscle that's going to be working anyway. Um, it, it's fine. Um, I, you know, I always found, um, if I was plateauing with weights, I found doing kind of, uh, for me, like drop sets 
were, you know, for, again, if you're kind of doing your more standard kind of uh, bodybuilding stuff, um, drop sets for me would be the thing that worked for myself, my clients, as far as getting out of um, plateaus a little bit faster, um, doing, you know, compound sets. So, you know, doing, doing the same, you know, it's not too far off from pre-exhaust, but doing things where you're working like the same muscle group back to back with different exercises. Um, another thing you could try to do is maybe just change up the exercises. Like if you're doing a lot of the same things over and over and over, you, you will just reach a plateau. You know, there's some point where, you know, it's gonna be much, it's gonna be harder to put on, put add weight. And so maybe it might be a good idea to spend a few weeks or months where you just change up the exercises, like keep your routine, but just do some different exercises. Maybe do, you know, a few months, like, again, like a periodized type thing where you're doing like, maybe you spend a few months where you just work on something different, you know, do higher reps or focus on cardio. Um, You know, maybe focus on, you know, if you're not doing like Olympic lifts, try out some Olympic lifts. Or if you're not doing kettlebells, use some kettlebells. So um, you might, instead of thinking about doing like pre-exhaust or any, you know, even drops, maybe just try some different things, try different exercises or focus on something different and then, you know, ch- you know, change things up. And then when you get back to it, you might find that you can kind of burst past uh, the plateaus that you've hit. Cool. Any, any follow-ups there, Justin? Or not? I know I was, that, that's what I was going to mention is just, you know, uh, variation, Right. So if you tr- try some different exercises, you know, you, you, if once you're, once you get too used to what you're doing, right, then you, you always, you always plateau a little bit because your, your body has become very efficient at those, um, at the motions, right. And once your body becomes efficient, you're not really, you're not, you know, you're not pushing yourself. So try different, yeah, try different things, different types of lifts. Um, you know, uh, you know, as Ryan mentioned, focus on cardio, maybe look at some strongman routines, just anything, you know, you have, there's plenty of stuff out there. Uh, one thing is, and, and Tony could speak to this, is what's going on with your diet. Because clearly, um, if things aren't necessarily right in your diet, you could also uh, hinder your, your progress. Maybe Tony, you want to speak to that a smidge? Well, I mean, if he's trying to if he's saying that he's kind of stalled and he's, it depends what his goal is. So if he's trying to get stronger or lift heavier, then yeah, I mean, fueling properly using like, you know, pre and post-workout fueling, making sure you're having carbohydrates before with a little protein and then post-workout having um, carbs and protein. So I don't know what he's currently doing, but yeah, I mean, nutrition's always going to help you go like a little bit more. It's going to help you get that next set, that next rep. Um, so yeah, I mean, it could definitely help. Also sleep. Yes. You know, uh, sleep is really, really big, especially for like muscle. That's where your muscles, you're breaking them down when you exercise. That's where they rejuvenate in the evening when you're sleeping. So one thing you could do if you really want to have bigger muscles is get the muscle implants. Now it's, it goes against <laughs> oh my gosh. everything, but it would be really quick. It'd be expensive, but like, you know, you could do that or you could, or you could, I don't recommend it, but you could uh, shoot the synthol right into your biceps and be like oh, one of those, be one of those freaks that have like the, you know, like the, those enormous beanbag biceps. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, would, Tony, would you ever date a guy who had a bicep like that? Um, I probably, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> oh man. All right. So, uh, all right. So the next question comes from Matthew and Matthew says, uh, Hey everyone. Hey Matthew. Thanks for writing in. Uh, COVID has really kicked my workout routine in the behind. Yes. 
know, <laughs> welcome to modern life. I know. It's <laughs> um, prior to March, I was doing great, but my gym has been closed for months and I have no idea when it will reopen. I finally decided to bite the bullet and purchase a home gym. I have a spare room in my house that is about 10 by 10. Can you rem- uh, recommend a good setup that makes the most of the space? Hmm. All right. Uh, so let's see. So 10 by 10. Well, uh, again, I guess part of it's also the price. Um, so obviously I would say, uh, and then there are, you know, there are other factors like what your, you know, your own preference, I would say, um, you know, if you're comfortable with like dumbbells and kettlebells, I would probably go with, um, getting some kettlebells. So getting, you know, maybe like a 15, 25, 35, 45, again, a lot of this depends on the kinds of weights you'll, you can use the kettlebells. Um, you know, I would say, you know, power blocks are great as far as dumbbells because, you know, it, they, they fit in a small space. Um, so you don't need to, you know, like you can do 85 pounds that, that go, you go up to 85 pounds that would fit, you know, a, a very small space. Um, if you, you know, power blocks are a little too expensive, um, Bowflex makes like an adjustable dumbbell that's not too bad. Um, and again, if Bowflex is, <clears throat> even if that, that's a little out of the range, then you can just get, you know, some, you know, get the dumbbells that you, you, you know, plate loaded dumbbells that you can add. So I would say definitely kettlebells and dumbbells. I would want to start with as kind of staples of your, of your routine. Um, I would get a physio ball. Um, if you can, I would get a BOSU as well. Cause that can add some, a lot of movements, um, you know, that you, a lot of cool stuff that you can do cardio wise with the BOSU. Um, you know, you could get a bench. Um, but if you're comfortable with the physio ball, there are all the, a lot of the things you can do with the bench. Um, you can do with physio ball and with dumbbells. So you don't necessarily have to, um, but if you have space, uh, you know, you could get, get a bench. Um, but you know, you could use it if you want to do dips and things like that. You can always use like a chair around the house as long as it's sturdy. Um, I, if you're okay with functional movements, I'd get a, I'd probably just get a TRX and some bands and that's it. Like you don't really, you know, that way you have an open space. You can, you know, you have space to do cardio and conditioning drills, but you also have the variety with the bands and the TRX. Um, if you're not comfortable with all the free stuff and like, you, you know, you, you want a machine, then you're, you're probably good, better off getting kind of a, one of those, you know, like a multi-gym. Um, and they, they're, they're all kinds. They sell a bunch now. Um, so, you, you know, it, I can put a link in the notes to like some, you know, some decent, uh, brands, but, um, but like, you know, just a multi-gym is all there. There are tons of multi-gyms that can allow you to do a lot of different movements. Um, and that even allow you to kind of choose what parts you want to add to it. Um, and, or, uh, in, in lieu of the multi-gym, you might want to get a cable crossover machine. Um, it's just a matter of getting one that will fit in the space. But a cable crossover gives you a lot of the variety um, that you, you would need for like uh, machine exercises. Um, it, gives you, well, it gives you a little more variety. But again, that's a little bit up to you. So if you're the type of person, you go into the gym and, you know, like let's say if you decide I want to I get a machine. If you're the type that goes in the gym and you're, you're comfortable using that cable machine and, and adjusting it and setting up your own exercises, I would go with that. If you're not, and you'd rather something just tell you what to do, then you're probably better off getting like a multi-gym because they're easy. You know, they've got the press, they've got the, you know, leg press, they've got the pull downs, they've got the rows and you don't have to like think too much. But if you would like to kind of add more variety and add more, make it more dynamic and give you a lot more things to do, um, the cable crossover machines can be a little bit better because you can, again, it's adjustable and you can do almost everything you can do on a multi-gym with that. It just takes a little bit more work and thought and, um, um, kind of effort to put into it. The one other thing is like 
I would say for that space, I wouldn't get a cardio machine because, you know, unless you're somebody who like you need to do the cardio inside, because um, I'd say you could either get your cardio done through conditioning work or, you know, running outside, um, you know, for 10 by 10 space, it gets tight really quickly if you're yeah. incorporating all that equipment. But, you know, again, if you have to, you know, yeah, then, you know, anything, you know, Peloton is good. Um, treadmill, they sell tons of good treadmills at this point that are compact and, and you can put in the space. So a little bit of that depends on you and what you're comfortable with but you you know 10 by 10 you have yeah there's a lot of room to work with um and you can do a lot but it really does depend on your own kind of proclivities so uh you know i hope it helps and if you have more follow-up send us an email with like a little more detail on what your own background is um and you can follow up questions i'm definitely happy to to work more through that with you um a couple things i would add um yes you could do it all with a dumbbell but if especially if you love uh, even if you don't have a bench with a bench press on it i think that uh the the the, the barbell um full size if it, if you know you're able to make that work adjustable i know then now you have to get racks of 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 um of weights and stuff like that, which is not necessarily fun and it's a, it's pain, but you know, there are, there's so many exercises, deadlifts, you know, all types of presses and things like that. So I think that having a, you know, an adjustable barbell is, is, you know, valuable. But another thing, and Ryan is an expert in this, if it's possible, you could put a door, a pull-up bar on the door frame. There's a lot, uh, you know, Ryan wrote a book on it and that takes up almost no space. And if your door frame is able to handle a pull-up bar, there's, you know, the, just a, a, so many great exercises that you can do with it. And it doesn't take, and it takes up almost no space. Yeah. So that the only thing with that is sometimes it's not the most sturdy in the world. So you just want yeah, to be careful you that your door can end it. Make sure that you if can handle you it. end up going with like a cable cross, most of them will have a pull-up bar set up with it. Like you don't even need that. Like you, you, it would have the pull-up bar set. But well, that's a good point. Um, and that's something, especially if you're going for the more bare functional space, um, then a door frame pull-up bar would be a nice add because you can do pull-ups. You can use the bands to do assisted pull-ups if you have a hard time doing, you know, free um you know, free, free pull-ups. So, um, definitely good idea. And a, uh, and I don't 10 by 10 and a jump rope. Do you contend yes, by uh, good, good call. Jump rope. Oh, is a jump rope. <laughs> Always about the jump rope. By the way, I haven't used my jump yet. My jump <laughs> <rope> yet. <laughs> this is the thing about these equipment. You have to use them. So when you're thinking about buying them, make sure you feel like you're going to actually utilize it. Yeah, and it's like, use, <laughs> that's, that's why it's so important to use um, what you enjoy using. So if you enjoy yeah. free weights, base your home gym around free weights. That's a like, really good point. Yeah, for you know, sure. Like cables, you base it around cables, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Like when I had, when I had like, but granted it was, I was also like, I had clients, but like my, you know, home gym when I had uh, like a setup was I had a cable cross um, that was from, I think it was hammer strength made a cable cross. Um, now, and, the, and so the other thing to think about with some of the, with the cable cross with the multi gym is they all have, um, they have plate loaded ones. So the ones where you literally have to like load up the plates as you want to increase or decrease the weights. And then they have ones where it's like a regular selector, you know, you just stick a pin in the uh, weight and uh, obviously that's a lot easier, but it's also a lot more expensive um, for that style. But I had like a, a, a cable cross that, that was the plate loaded, which was a little annoying, but that was what I, you know, I'd used. I, I had a bench, um, but it was like, it was the, it was a rack. So it wasn't even a bench. It was like a rack, like a squat, a mini squat rack that you could adjust. And then I had a bench with that. So I could use that space for squats um, or I could use that for bench press. Um, and then like I had the TRX and the bands and the, the power blocks 
and um, a Bosu. And uh, I believe that space was about 10 by 10, maybe a little bit bigger, um, but everything fit comfortably and, you know, pretty much had everything I needed in that space. So again, a little bit depends on the person and what you're looking for, but like I wanted to be able to do squats. Um, You know, I didn't want the bench press as much, but I did want it for clients. So, you know, needed that. I like the cable crossover machine. I really think it's one of the best, uh, you know, as far as free weight equipment or weight equipment in the gym, it's one of the best. So I wanted one of those. And then obviously all the functional stuff I wanted to keep as well. Cool. All right. So our last question uh, for the day comes from Enrique. And Enrique says, hi, Tony. Greetings from Ohio. I have a nutrition-related question for you. Over the past few months, I have been trying to make better food choices as per your advice on the podcast. Now, I would like to get a little more specific. Is there an easy way to estimate calories and macros? For reference, I'm a male, six feet and 198 pounds. I am about 25% body fat. I'd love to get down to 180 and 15% body fat. Thanks so much. Hope you are enjoying your summer and thank you, Enrique, for writing in. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I actually do have a full podcast about this. So I'm going to just quickly look up what a number of the tips with Tony podcast that actually is. Um, but in, in that podcast, I discuss, um, there's many different ways to calculate your calories and I don't believe in like the generic formulas because I think you have to factor things like your height, your weight, um, your age, your activity level, all of those things. Um, and so a very generic, generic calculator is not really going to do that. Um, but the most common one, the one that I use with my clients is an equation called Mifflin St. Jour. And you can find that honestly online. You can just type in like Mifflin St. Jour calculator, and it's going to ask you for those things that I just said. Um, being able to estimate your, your activity level is a little challenging there. So I actually usually will just put in, um, like, so the activity factor, it goes by like 1.0, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, based off of how active you are. I usually just do like a base, like 1.2, like in a, like in a hospital setting, for example, if you're really sedentary, we'll, we'll put a stress factor of like 1.2. It's like a pretty standard thing. That's usually what I do. And then um, I make my own calculations based off of how active the person is. And then it just depends on if he wants to be in a caloric deficit or if he's just trying to, um, like, what is the actual goal? Did he say? Well, it sounds like he yeah. wants to, he wants lose, to get down, like about, drop yeah, his body fat about 10%. To, yeah. But he also wants to lose about I 18 how much pounds. Weight? He wants yeah. to lose 18 so pounds. So if you want to lose weight, but also by dropping, you basically are look, achieve, trying to achieve fat loss. So not just weight loss, right? So if you wanted to just lose weight, you could just be in a straight caloric deficit and you would lose weight. But the goal is to not just lose weight, but the goal is to preserve your muscle mass. So that way the weight that you do have in your body is still healthy. It supports your organs and your tissues. And that way your basal metabolic rate, the, your, the way that your calories burn, um, your energy at rest, we don't want that to go down, but naturally, and somebody loses weight, someone who's of a less weight, lower weight needs less calories. So naturally, like you will require less calories over time. But if you keep up with your physical activity, you keep working on things like strength training, and you increase your protein, then the chances of you having to kind of adjust too much is probably not likely. Um, So let me just get him that because that's going to explain it into greater detail. And then what we can do is maybe you guys just forward me that email and I can give him more specifics. I could actually calculate it for him. Sure. Um, 
So let me just So, so, so just a, a, a question here. He, so I found it. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Go, <laughs> episode 122 of the so, Tips with Tony podcast. It's episode 122. And the actual, the link for the Mifflin St. George calculator that I use is in the show notes for that one. So um, just uh, look, just looking at the numbers here, and, and Tony, you can let me know if this maps out. So he's 200 pounds, right? And he's 25% body fat, which means he has 50 pounds of body fat on him. Is that, that would be correct, right? If he's 25% um, body, like, does it work that way? Uh, if, no. Okay. No, he would need to figure out, wait, I'm sorry. Can he you says repeat he, that statement? So he says he's 200 pounds and he says he's about 25% body fat. So is that fit, safe to say that 50 pounds of his overall weight is, is fat? 25% of 200 is, uh, is 50. No, because so it doesn't you also, work that you're, way. no, because your body has more than just, you have water weight, you have muscle. But that's what he's saying. He's part. Uh, okay. So when you, so now this is a question. So, um, we, no, no, I know. So his overall weight is 200 pounds. And when it says 25% of body fat, what is that 25%? How would you calculate actually how much in weight he has a fat on him? Like um, you, well, like, I mean, I guess yeah, what you're saying is, is that 25% of that total body weight is. Would be about 50%. Would, would be. Well, 50 pounds. Does it work oh, that way? Like that. Is it, to be is honest, that, is, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> logically you could say yes, but I could also find ways that that could be no. Oh, okay. Because I, yeah. I, I, was, I was just curious because if it's 25% body fat um, and he wants to lose, um, you know, 10% of the body fat, that I just, I don't know if that maps out to 18 it pounds, doesn't because but it doesn't also, work that way. It doesn't right? work that way. Okay. All right. <laughs> when you lose weight, you lose weight from water, muscle, sure. body fat. So it's hard to really say. So that's why I was saying earlier, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if nothing else changed, then yes, that would make sense. But that's okay. like, not it like never, it never, it never no. works that way. Okay. No, no. It's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was a good question. Sorry. I was a little confused, but I, I get what you're asking now. <laughs> cool. Well, um, uh, thanks for writing in everyone. As always, we appreciate it. And we, we love, um, we love doing these, uh, you know, the, the ask the episodes. So, and you know, we, when you, the more you guys write in, the more we want to do these episodes. Cool. Well, I guess that's it. Anything else you guys want to share? Um, no. not, nothing, nothing, uh, of, of, uh, of too much worth right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's been a, a crazy few weeks. Um, sure. we get back on track, uh, and back to a normal schedule. Um, I don't foresee anything crazy over the next few weeks. So, but in the era of well, 2020, 2020 has been anything goes for 2020 year. Seriously. Yeah. All right. Well, um, as usual, I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic, reminding you that truth does not sell, but definitely home gym equipment, Peloton, <laughs> does. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, a registered dietitian, helping you get healthy one bite at a time. And we are the gymnasts. <laughs>